Welcome to the Let's Talk About It podcast with your host, Denise. Denise can be found on IamDenise.com and all social media platforms. On Let's Talk About It, we dive into the path along the journey while celebrating the human spirit, resilience, and ability to grow beyond limitations. Are you ready? Okay, then let's talk about it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk About It. I'm your host, Denise, and I'm so happy, as usual, to have you guys stop by to listen to our podcast. I have a really amazing guest for you guys today. I have the author. See, I got my copy. I don't just talk about it. I actually buy stuff that's good. (laughs) I love it. Thank you. (laughs) You are welcome. Please help me welcome Miss Becca Ribbon. She is the author of the Clarity Journal. Now, reading a a little snippet from how you are described. Uh, Becca is a coach and author helping people around the world find clarity and gain momentum so they can take control of their dreams. What a way to start. Welcome to Let's Talk About It. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Awesome. Awesome. I'm excited to jump into this clarity journal because I feel like a lot of people who think they are so clear and they have so much clarity, a lot of times there's no empirical evidence to support that. (laughs) There's no disaggregated data. It's just your word that you have clarity, right? That's a really good point. What I love about your clarity journal is that it actually gives some measures, right, that you can use to identify the scope of clarity that you have. So first of all, what inspired you to write the clarity journal? Oh, well, it's such a funny story. I was going back and forth about a career decision of my own. I've been a career coach for quite a long time, but I hit a bit of a crossroads once my second child was born about Mm -hmm. what direction I really wanted to take. And so I, you know, when we're stuck on something, we have a tendency to talk with our friends Mm -hmm. a lot (laughs) (laughs) and overanalyze with them a lot. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. eventually this one particular friend who I love dearly and who knows me very well, um, was basically like actually stopped me mid sentence. And I was like, Becca, you're the coach. What would you tell you? And it really hit me like a sack of potatoes. I was just like, I was blown away. I was like, you're right. I do this every day for other people. What's going on? And so we got off that call and I went and wrote 25 writing prompts that I would give to clients that I give to clients naturally. Like I don't necessarily like have these all socked away. It's just like, oh, Mm -hmm. food for thought. And so as I was going through them, I just realized how powerfully it was helping me move through this decision that I had been agonizing about probably for three months. And can you, can you share a little bit about that? Like, where were you? What was the decision and what, what areas were you struggling with? Um, let's see. Yes, I can definitely do that. I was kind of struggling Google overnight changed some algorithm. I'm not exactly sure what algorithm and how I had been marketing myself 
really dried up overnight. I had a pretty full coaching practice practice, or at least as full as I could handle with a, a small baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I, I was trying to figure out what to do next. Like, so I went from having, you know, a f- nice full-time coaching practice to really only referrals from people who I'd already coached, which was also nice, but it wasn't going to quite pay the bills. And I was trying to figure out how to, how to make that next step. Cause I didn't want to continue on the path of just constantly, um, you, you said something that is so familiar to so much of us. We are expert, literally expert in our fields. And for some reason, when it comes to applying that same information with ourselves, it's almost like we get amnesia, amnesia or like those brain cells like conveniently go on vacation, you know, whenever that happens. For you to be a coach and to basically be on the forefront and the, you know, the sidelines of helping people navigate transitions, what do you think made it a little tricky in terms of you immediately making that connection for yourself as opposed to, you know, luckily you have good sounded friends who, you know, were able to (laughs) kind of reel you in like, hello, you know, right. But what, what, what do you think that is? Cause I think that happens with a lot of people, right? Like you go to a hairdresser and her hair is like really messy, you know, like funny. Yeah. I'm, I'm what always struck that? <laughs> yeah. You know, I think, I think it's for the very same reason that you need to hire a coach in the first place. Um, you can't do it for yourself. If we could all coach ourselves through, um, through these things, you need the impartial being able to step back and see the whole picture and, and create the space for that person. And so I think that like, I'm sure like business coaches, I've seen business coaches make bad decisions in their business. You know, I've seen, I've seen the hairdressers with hair that looks kind of uh, out there. Um, and not in like a cool, funky way, but more in a, like, did you wash your hair today? (laughs) Um, I I think that there's that being able to hold the space. And I was just really fortunate that the friend I was talking to was able enough to, you know, when we're talking to our friends, a lot of times they get very involved in the drama of it. And she was able to stand back enough to really not see get the sucked picture, in, see yes. the picture and not get sucked into the drama. And that's a really special friend. And do I frankly, a lot of people don't have, I mean, it's a really special friend, but also she can't do that all the time either. Like that's, so I think that it's really just the same reason why you can't coach yourself is the reason right. why you need to, you, you end up losing the forest through the trees. <laughs> I, I get that question quite often too about like, why do people need a life coach or why do people need to go to therapy or why do people need? And, you know, a lot of times as highly functional as we are, we sometimes exist, you know, we, we sometimes exist in this space where we hold space for others, but we have an, an inability at times to hold that space for ourselves and healthy relationships are great for that. But I, I honestly think that your journal is also like a space holder for someone who right. may be 
having difficulty identifying or recognizing the steps they need to take in order to have some clarity. So what were some of the areas that you had like murkiness with and what are some of the prompts that you can use your own journal, <laughs> you know, that could have like helped you navigate that process better? We all have that favorite thing that we've written. And I think mm -hmm. for me in the clarity journal, my favorite prompt out of the whole journal is who do you envy and why? And what does that oh, tell you about yourself? That is so good. Oh, I love that. Let me just like, oh my gosh, let me just inhale that for a second. Because right. I don't think a lot of people can genuinely ask themselves that because of the judgment that comes, you know, with that. Like you feel like a bad person to even admit that to yourself. But what does it tell us? What does our envy tell us about ourselves? what we are lacking or what we need to make a better effort to work harder at. Right. And what our dreams are, because you don't envy someone that doesn't have the same, like, isn't in the same direction of your dreams. You know, you don't envy someone. I don't know. Like I, I'm not a singer. I love, I love music. I love listening to music, but I never envy like Beyonce. I, I'm, <laughs> I think she's awesome, but it's not like I'm sitting here like worrying about it, you know, whereas right, I'm sure right. someone who like really wishes they were a singer is probably sitting there envying, you know, maybe not Beyonce, but just whoever their favorite singer is or the singer. Cause also it like, it, it was really interesting when I went and did that prompt for myself. And then I've used that prompt with clients since then is that a lot of times it's not just the career that someone's envying it's mm. it's like their the holisticness whole, it's their, their holisticness whole, yes. exactly yes. and so it's, it's their resilience it's their energy it's their ability to perceive things in a way that's not problematic or dramatic as you were saying about your friend earlier absolutely Right. And it's their story. A lot of times what it is, you also really resonate with this, their, like their hero journey. And so I, I don't know. And I think, especially as women, we are just taught so much to suppress anything. It, we play small, like we, we are so, taught so much to suppress, like envy, any bad emotion, any yes. anger. And it's like, so it's not safe. And it's like, but those emotions really do teach you something and mm. if you're just constantly trying to suppress them you're not actually usually making them go away no just you're in denial exactly you, you're just you're just denied. now one of the you know I see that you're a big Rumi fan and so am I and you have this beautiful <laughs> quote where you said where Rumi says let the beauty of what you love be what you do oh yeah I love that I love that how do you get your clients to embark on that path because we are so obligated to duties and responsibilities and everything around us that so often it is a luxury for some people to be able to let the beauty of what they love be what they do and so how do you help people to recognize that it's it's possible for everyone to have that. 
You know, and sometimes I struggle with this because I do work with a fair number of people who are unemployed. And so, you know, they're realistically, they're going to take the next job they get offered. And so it's kind of that it's like the realism versus the dream. Mm -hmm. And I feel like one of the things that we really don't embrace is the idea that it doesn't, you're not going to start at the last step. You start at the step you're at right now and so say it it. oh I feel like I want to tell you you are preaching and (laughs) yes 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 because everyone even in the space where you and I operate there's so many people who wants to start out from being the expert at something that they themselves haven't been through you know, ups and downs, thick and thin, and they just want the platform of the thing without going through the process of it. That is so true. And they don't, and a lot of times people, I run into this coaching a lot. I don't know whether you do, but I'll be talking to some random person and they open up, you know, as soon as I start talking to them at the dinner party, I hear their whole career story, their life story. And Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things that that enables me to see is just that everyone, everyone has shame. Everyone has regrets. Everyone has all of these things that they do wish that had, had gone differently, mm-hmm. but because mm-hmm. we don't usually tell them to each other, we tell them to the therapist, we tell it to the coach, we tell it to a minister or a priest, but we're not sharing it just we're not sharing it on Instagram. We're not sharing it on our LinkedIn profile. Mm-hmm. It makes everyone feel very isolated because it always feels like they're the only one going, going through, it. through it. Absolutely. And, and I, half of my conversations involve me being like, I see this literally all the time. This is not like, there is a, I don't know how, now I'm going to go look this up. How big is the self-help book industry? I'm not sure, but it's billions, if not trillions mm-hmm. of dollars. That self-help industry is there because everyone's going through this. Everyone has a life journey that they, at points in their lives, at least do feel disconnected from. Even the person you envy went through that journey. Absolutely. What is, what is the, what are some of the fears that you come across quite often as you're helping people to navigate this clarity path, right? What what are some of the fears that you hear like reoccurringly that people experience? The one that you were talking about like just a minute ago is really huge that I'm not expert enough. That like I have to somehow attain this level of expert status before I can even get started is very, it's, kind of invasive in our society I feel like because mm-hmm. we see the Instagram people and we see we we don't see each other's journeys the way we really should and so I don't know and I think that for me I'm not sure whether it's just a function of who ends up gravitating towards me but almost all of my clients have like almost all my clients come to me like, I have no idea what I want to do with my life, Becca. What should I do? And after like two or three sessions, it's always apparent they have two to four things that they are really trying to decide about and they've been struggling on it. But 
I don't think I've ever had someone in, in the coaching, like while I'm coaching them, all of a sudden realize that they're going to go become an artist when that was never on their thoughts before, you know, it's, <laughs> right. it's, <laughs> it's that, right. it's that space to really open up and mm-hmm. be honest with yourself. And I, I mean, so it, it's certainly easier with a coach, I think. Um, and especially if you have a hard time struggling with like momentum or whatnot, like a coach can really help you stay on track, but it's why I wrote the clarity journal. It really, if you went through and did 30, if you just wrote in your journal for 30 days, not even my journal, but just a notebook of your own, and you were really open and honest with yourself, you'd you'd gain clarity. You naturally start gaining clarity when the more honest you are with yourself. You know, I find that that's a part of the problem because people are so busy and people are so used to not slowing down and kind of like introspecting and writing, you know, their thoughts and examining how they feel. And sometimes when, you know, they say, well, I don't know what I want. A lot of times, like you're saying, they do know, but they've spent so much time away from fostering that idea or fostering, you know, that potential. So by the time they get into a coaching space, I I too do hear that quite often. Like, I don't know. I don't know where to start. I don't have a passion. You know, I I don't know what my passion is. And, and, you know, um, one of the, one of the prompts that I I love that you have in um, your journal is what are the fears and worries that are still slowing you down or holding you back, right? What a great place to start when you think you don't know what you want. Do you find that people have a pretty good idea as to what those fears are and what those holdbacks are? Really good question. And I'm going to say they have like, they have an inkling of it. Um, but so often they really are trying to hold themselves back from it, from feeling any of the pain that that causes. Mm. So their coping mechanisms for the pain that it brings up. And it's definitely, I will say there's a gendered aspect to this to me, um, that, I find that women can usually articulate their fears a lot more um, articulately than men can. I feel like when I'm talking to a man, when I'm coaching a man, usually that would that's more uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> and just not like, most women I know could like expound, like if they were really feeling vulnerable and deep, like able to be vulnerable um, and in a safe place, like they really could probably expound on their fears quite a bit <laughs> you can't, how long do you have right <laughs> right exactly let me tell you it all started when i was three when years was old <laughs> right and then yeah. i had my first yeah. grade teacher and mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. um so- it's a little bit of society too because i think that Society has, of course, this, you know, message of what being a man is and being strong and not emotional. And, you know, if you if you tell somebody something often enough, they really believe that's, you know, what they're supposed to be and how they're supposed to be. 
Right. Now, do you ever have situations where, or do you ever have clients where they have so much that they want to do and so much that they want to be, and they have like these multiple streams of ideas that they want. And it seems like they want to do all of them at the same time. You know, like somebody will say to me, you know, I want to have a beauty shop and I want to have a restaurant and I want to like start a business online or the online boutique. And sometimes when people come, it's just like a flight of ideas and I have a very thin rope to navigate, you know, how much of that is just vomit Right. <laughs> and how much of that is solid? Do you have, have you experienced that? And what are some of the ways in which you used to navigate to kind of get to the, the core focus that you think they should have? You know, I've literally never thought about it like this. Um, but what I would, I think like looking back with the clients that have been like that, I think the common thread for them was that they wanted to be an entrepreneur. So I have my own business because I want to be a coach. Whereas mm-hmm. there are definitely people out there that just like don't even care what the business <laughs> is kind of, they want to be an entrepreneur. And yes. so that big expansiveness mm-hmm. is like, I mean, I also say that quite a number of people that I've had like that definitely ADHD. <laughs> so there's the, there's definitely the raining mm-hmm. in, but it's like the rain, but it's not like raining in like tamping down. It's more mm-hmm. like focusing, like focusing. giving a right. focal like point. Unilateral like, focus. Right. right. Like, okay. So what you are, what I am hearing you tell me is that you just do want to be an entrepreneur and it really doesn't matter so much to you what the business is let's explore that. Is that actually true? Right. Is that something, is that tied to something else? Because a lot of times I had a client once and he wanted to be an entrepreneur like so badly and his business was just losing a lot of money. And so finally I said to him, you know what, why do you want to, why are you doing this? Why do you want this business? And he said to me, well, I like owning my own business and I like giving people jobs. And I said to him, then you should buy a McDonald's franchise because they hire like one in every four Americans at the time. This was a few years ago. And this was not even in the scope of being a coach. This was just me being like real with a person (laughs) that hired me for business consultation. But what I recognized in that conversation as we kind of talked more is that he really just wanted to be a boss, right? I want to be a yeah. boss. I mean, it wasn't tied to an industry. It wasn't tied to margins. It wasn't tied to, right. you know, a SWOT analysis. <laughs> like it wasn't tied to any of that. It was just like, I want to be a boss. And how was that conversation for you when people like they have a job, it's a 95, it pays the bills, it provides certain security. And there's a certain level of frustration or lack of satisfaction in some area of their lives. Perhaps they feel like they don't have control over their lives or the components of it. And they come up with this idea of entrepreneurship for the sake of entrepreneurship and also to be a boss, right? Like that's the reason. Have you had those kind of situations and how... How have you dealt with that? Just uh, for my own curiosity. (laughs) 
You know, I think I've definitely had similar situations and I am, I mean, there's a reason why I gravitated to the writing a journal because I'm a big believer in helping people do their own Mm self-exploration. And so I've, I've had a number of people that have been like that and my first step for most clients, if they want to do a drastic shift is they need to go on LinkedIn and find like 20 people that are doing what they want to do and go ask them, like offer to take them to coffee. Um, We are trained as children to stick in bad situations. We go to school, we cannot change teachers. We deal with bullies. We cannot get away from the bullies. We're not mm-hmm. even allowed to hit the damn bullies. <laughs> like, you know, like <laughs> seriously, you're literally like you, like these poor children are basically put into Lord of the Fly situations All where yes, yeah, sometimes the adults are awesome, mm-hmm, but there's like mm-hmm. 10% of teachers that like, not, not gonna say that 10% of teachers are bad, but I would say 10% of teachers are probably bad for particular personality types, you know, and, and we are just trained to stay. And so people will come to me and they're like, I, you know, I should have left this job four years ago. And I'm like, you should have left this job four years ago. It's not your fault. Everyone should have, but see the writing on the wall. You hate your boss go get another job before you plow like $400,000. I don't even know how much is a Starbucks franchise, like probably 2 million. Right. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Before 20 million jump into that. Yeah. Right. Cause if it's really just that you hate your boss, but you really only want to work eight hours a day, you are not going to work eight hours a day as a Starbucks, as a franchisee owner, you're going to like be working weekends when someone like doesn't call and someone calls in sick. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a whole it's a whole different mindset and a entirely different context of life going from being a worker to being an entrepreneur. And I think a lot of times people who want to start their own business don't really believe in um, <laughs> internships, <laughs> you know? Right. All right. Like, <laughs> literally give yourself an internship into whatever business you are trying to start and shadow someone and and understand the nuances of it because sometimes it is impulse and there's a difference between having a hobby and wanting to explore that hobby and maybe wanting to make you know a little money on the side with that hobby in comparison to quitting your fortune 500 company job because you feel like green hair dye is going to be the next thing and you've like called china and you've watched shark tank so now you feel (laughs) like you know you like you have this going like it's a lot more and i find that people's business acumen and their business personality and their business behavior and their business prototype is often quite aligned to how they live their life Right. Right. So if you're unorganized and you can't even get your kids to school on time, you know, like every three days your kid has detention because, you know, you know, you hit that snooze a little often. There are parallelisms between your life and your business and between entrepreneurship and between career changes. 
So is there any kind of assessment or exploration of conversation that you do in depth with your clients to examine like, let's see what's under there. Cause you know, we have this expression where we say like, you're not about that life. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, yeah, like I, I was a teacher and I was asking myself every day, why am I being a teacher? I love to sleep in and I don't like to wake up early. Right. <laughs> and I would have this nightmare that I was late and my students were there waiting. And so there are things that I had to do in my personal space as I right. shifted into a career space that required a strength in an area that I had not, you know, developed. So how right. do you, how is, I mean, like, how do you help people to recognize that the very thing that they're wanting or desiring is a possibility, but it's subjected to them having these changes on you know, just kind of like the foundation of what's necessary in order for those things to be successful. You know, I, I am a big believer in really knowing your strengths and weaknesses. Um, and, and so I kind of, I think that there was a really popular book 20, 25. I don't know when I read it, like in the early 2000s, it was probably an old book. Um, it read very old. It was called the E Myth, um, and the mm. E stood for entrepreneur. And I, in it, it is. It talks a lot. It, it, I mean, it simplifies it dramatically. But it basically takes. It's like it takes three scenarios. It takes you becoming. You love pa- baking pies, so you become you open up a pie shop, but you hate the day-to-day operations and you like the managing people and stuff, and you're not an accountant. Um, and it basically like goes through the exact same thing, like with like an accountant, an accountant. Like, well, do they like marketing? Like, do they like, do they like managing people? Like there's like a, basically a bunch of categories that you have to be able to shore up Um, if you're going to open up a business. And so I think that even just even in a career, like knowing what the things are that you would need to shore up and not trying, we we use willpower too much. We think we're going to be able to use willpower, but it (laughs) drains us and exhausts us. It does, it does. And so making sure that whatever you're switching to is not based on this decision. I think your journal is a really, really good tool for people to use. Tell us a little bit about it. See, for those who are watching, it's called the Clarity Journal. I got mine on Amazon Prime, got to me in like two days. So tell us, tell us about the content of the Clarity Journal and how people can get it. Well, you can get it on Amazon um, Mm -hmm. and it's, it's basically broken up into a couple chapters. Like it, the chapters, I'm going to reach down and actually look, cause I'm like, ah, I can actually <laughs> just like, so it does, it goes through the, like what's working in your life is the mm-hmm. very first chapter. And it helps you kind of, I think a lot of times when we are stuck, like if you're stuck enough that you're going to buy the clarity journal, you're, you're feeling it, you know, it's really something, something isn't right. And it's bugging you. And we tend mm-hmm. to lose sight of what's actually working. And so I start with what's working 
because if we lose sight of that and go down too deep and down the path, mm-hmm. you might end up throwing, you know, you might end up changing things that don't need to be changed. So Plus we have just, an expression that says we throw out the baby with the bathwater. Bath yep. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> the baby. <laughs> and you're just going to do, you're going to, you're going to find clarity quicker, the more positive you can be. So that's, that's why I start there. Like each, each chapter has like an intro section where it's kind mm-hmm. of like a 500, 750 word intro, like things to think about as you're going through the prompts. You know um, what I love about your prompts? When those intros before the prompts, because, and I'll just kind of like expand a little bit. So you have the defining the challenge, start dreaming, friends and mentors, creating that picture, trying it together. And those are like sections. And as I'm reading through some of those sections before you get into the prompt, it literally sounds like a girlfriend in your head, you know, like if you had a girlfriend who was like, who did it and she's kind of like together and she is, you know, tested it out and this is what helped her. It really sounds like that. Like you have such a familial voice. (laughs) I can hear your voice. You know, you're like, one part I was reading you were like don't be hard on yourself and I'm like yeah that's right (laughs) let's focus on what you already know right so I love that you don't feel isolated when you're doing this prompt and you have a little bit of encouragement as you're kind of navigating it through and I just think it's a really fascinating interesting tool that people can use to help them in that um transition with clarity and you can apply to various areas of your life over a hundred thought-provoking writing prompts and quotes and it will help you to find some direction no matter how lost you may think you are I think this is a good way to start and also this is the space that you're in you're a fellow coach so I'm always you know an advocate for coaches who are coaching in their lanes you know like right um, so tell us a little bit about your coaching and how uh, people can reach you and give your social media platforms, websites, all that good stuff. Um, so they can reach me at BeccaRibbing.com. Um, ribbing is R-I-B-B-I-N-G. Uh, so, and it's, and you can find the book on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find out about my coaching there. I, I'm actually fairly full right now. <laughs> So, um, so the book, (laughs) um, but always, I always love when people reach out, um, and then social media is the same thing, Becca Ribbing. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I'm pretty sure that I'm going to have you back again as a part of a panel discussion on something. I love talking to you. Um, we have a call, we had a conversation on air and off air and I just, I think what you're doing is I'm all for tools in the basket, you know, and I think this is Mm -hmm. a really good tool. I've actually recommended the book to um, a couple of my clients that are struggling with kind of finding their way. So if you're listening today and you feel like you could benefit from having some prompts to help you have a little bit more focus as to what's next, go ahead and go to Amazon and grab the Clarity Journal by Becca Riblin. And you can always email us for additional details. We'll put some information next to the episode in terms of how you can contact her. Anything you want to say before we get out of here? 
and um, go back to continuing to um, have some additional clarity in our own lives. <laughs> I guess just that life is too short to stay stuck. You know, if you've been struggling with something, get help. If it's getting the book, great. If it's talking to your, like the friend that is the most able to hold space for you, fantastic. You know, however it however it needs to happen, given your circumstances, don't be the person that stays in a job they hate for four years, you know, or 10 years. So start getting Mm. moving. Mm. If your, what is that cliche? If your work is your passion, it will never become work. Exactly. Mm. Well, that's a that's where we're going to wrap up today's episode. Thank you so much again for talking to me today. I just, I just love talking to you. And I think this is really a really good uh, tool that you've created for people. And I think they're going to benefit from it. So thank you. thank you. You are welcome. You are welcome. Thank you so much again. And of course, thank you guys, the listening audience and viewers for hanging out with us on Let's Talk About It. Today, we talked about having clarity and how having clarity can help you get to the other side. Stay tuned for our next episode. Listen to this one if you feel the need to do it over and over again. (laughs) If not, stay tuned for the next one. This is your host, Denise. Take care of yourself and each other. You've been listening to Let's Talk About It. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the podcast. Let's talk about it. Feel free to support our podcast by selecting the sponsorship link on this platform. Drop us a line or even be one of our guests. Visit us on the web at www.imdenise.com to learn more.